Hi everyone, this is Tony. I'm the Dungeon Master for D&D Raw, and with me today are the following players. Hi, I'm Chris, and I'll be playing Orc Fireforge, the Hill Dwarf Forge Cleric. Hey, I'm Rachel, and I'm playing Dahlia Restrick, the Asimar Phoenix Sorcerer. Hey, this is Nick, and I will be playing Luvin Cromdell, the Half-Elf Alchemist Artificer. Next week will be one of our NPC stories. Join us now for Rumble Squad, Episode 2-4, I Don't Want to Anger a Turtle Mountain. Last time, the party continued their journey in the plane of Elemental Earth and completed two of the three challenges necessary in order to meet Zaraton. Now as the party catch their breath, it is only the third and final challenge that awaits before they can acquire the soul of the Earth. Your stone giant friend puts a hand nearby, seems to pull himself up and over, kind of, you know, propelling himself after he leaches that so he lands behind you. Well done. Are you prepared for the final challenge? You find yourself on a wide plateau, by the way. And what might that be? Let us catch our breath just a minute, just a minute. And then I'm going to look to the giant and say, By the way, since we made it to the top, what is your name now? I am Granite. You make quite an introduction, Granite. Thank you. If you'll excuse me, we do not need to begin the third challenge yet, but I will at least bring it forth for when you are ready. And he starts to proceed. You notice ahead of you is a large, again, kind of clearing. Again, it's that weird sensation of you see what looks like you're standing on the ledge of a mountain range with the mountains extending upwards. But they just seem to extend constantly up. There's still no light. The air is thinner. But beyond this wide plateau, you look out into just void and stone and mountain. And the stone giant kind of goes around the corner from the plateau, kind of blocking your field of view from one of the cliff walls that's on your right-hand side. After he kind of gets around the corner, I'm going to look at Aura and be like, told you stone giants were nice. I hope the next one is a drinking contest. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. I think drinking contests are fun. I'm not that great, Adam. We'll, we'll cross that if it comes to it. After a minute or two, you see the stone giant returning. He has a little leash that extends behind him that splits off into two. And he is bringing forward what appears to be a 12-foot-tall, 10-foot-wide, multicolor, rainbow-hued snail. <gasps> two of them. Each one seems to have these long little tendrils that extends from its mouth. Five of them that just kind of flare and seem to, like, sense the air and get a feel for things. I immediately perk up. I'm like, ooh. Can I do some kind of check to see if I know what that is? Any of you can make an arcana check. A 22. 11. 11. All right. Auric and Leuven, it's an elemental. And you kind of look at it and you notice it seems to consume rocks and stone as it moves, leaving, like, this thin, shimmery coating across the ground looks nearly transparent kind of glassy dahlia this is a flail snail they are elemental creatures capable of causing 
bright light with their own shells. They can also retract into their shells for defensive purposes. The light has the potential, you know, to uh, stun people who are not careful. But from your particular background and your interest in mercantilism and sales, you know that a flail snail shell, this massive rainbow hue of color, if left intact, while 250 pounds is worth 5,000 gold pieces. They are also magical. With a 22, you know they have incredibly powerful magical resistance properties. You can also tell how healthy a snail is by how many of those tentacles that they have. The fewer the tentacles, the more injured the flail snail is. I'd probably kind of sidle over to like Lubin and Oric, very excited, and be like, oh my gosh, do you guys know what those are? Those are flail snails. And just start rambling very much like Lubin does in spewing all that out to them. Like, oh my gosh, and you can tell how they are based on the number of little tentacle things. <gasps> These things are so cool. Also, our magic is worthless against them. Just about. Can their shells be used for anything in particular, or are they just valuable? It is known that people can make shields from its shell. There is a time limit on how long this property lasts, but it can be crafted into an item you've heard about, spell guard shields, or robes of scintillating colors, as the shell can be partially used and ground to make the dye necessary for the robes. So when Oric asked, though, I would relay, yes, it can be used for things, but before you get all excited and think we're going to just murder these snails, like, let's see what the challenge is. We might just be able to ride them in, like, up a mountain or something. Uh, or I'll drink them if we're extremely lucky. Ooh, maybe I convince them to drink. That would be fun. So, you guys are on this plateau. These two flail snails escorted up to you. You see their leashes are removed from them. Shells are padded. Are you prepared for the final challenge. Well, that depends on what it is. What is the final challenge? Show your physical prowess. Your physical strength. One final time. Gestures to the two snails. You must defeat them. Magic will not get you far here. You're saying we have to kill them? I did not say kill. I said defeat. They will be defeated when all the tentacles on them have been removed or fallen off. They will retract into their shells. That is when you know they have been defeated. Well, that's a much kinder challenge than ones we've been given elsewhere, so I'm okay with that. I don't know about that. Luvin, did you miss the part about the magics not working? Well, against them, but we could probably still help ourselves. Again, hold up my little noodly arms. The magics not worky? Me no do good. You want to get buff like me? I flex. I don't even know if that would help. Are you prepared? I will call Zaraton for you if you are. That way, assuming you are successful in this challenge, you may speak directly to him. Before we start doing anything against these guys, can I try something? I would like to try to message them. What do you say? Hello. My name is Dahlia. I do not want to kill you. Gives no reaction to what you just said. My light crossbow is drawn now. Have it in hand? All right. All right. I will step a little bit away, and I guess I'll pull out my 
light crossbow. I assume you are prepared, and it will start to turn towards the opposite end of where you guys are, towards that massive range that you see. He calls out in a language none of you know right now, but it sounds like uh, that grinding of stone sound. Turns to the rest of you and slaps his palm against the ground, and the flail snails, like all these tendrils that they have, like start to open up and they seem ready to attack. Go ahead and roll initiative. The whole ground beneath you shakes violently. I need everybody to make a dexterity saving throw. Ten. Ten. Natural one. So, Zali and Auric, you just barely hold your footing. As the whole ground starts to shake, you kind of keep your balance. Luvin, as the whole ground shakes, you fall and find yourself prone. Dahlia. I'm going to sidle over about 15 feet to my right, and I'm going to shoot at the one that's closest to me, which would be about like 30 feet away. With my light crossbow. Eight. You aim, fire the crossbow. Pass right by. Bonus action. I'm wreathing myself in flames. Uh, you ignite as fire covers your entire person. Orc. I am going to use my action to cast the bless feature of my call to prayer. So you hold your warhammer up as a light emanates from it, bathing you all in a soft glow, and you feel blessed by this power. I will go ahead and move a bit forward. I'll have my warhammer and shield at the ready. So, the one to your right, Auric, as you start to move towards the two flail snails, all five of its tendrils kind of quickly lash out at you from ten feet away. As you kind of move towards them, you bring your shield up and just feel whack, 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 whack on it over and over again, kind of like pushing you down a bit, but you take no damage. Luvin. I'm going to stand up. I will fire at the one on the left. Make your attack roll. Ten. You fire, and it just nicks the shell and deflects off. Cloudfarer, attack from range. Make an attack roll with Cloudfarer. Twenty to hit. Twenty hits. Four. Force damage. As a pulse of energy goes out from Cloudfarer, striking the center mass of this snail entity, and just shakes and wriggles from the force of the blow. The second flail snail is going to move up. So its shell pulses with a bright flashing display of color. I need everybody to make a wisdom saving throw. 16. 21. 25. None of you are stunned. However, this bright scintillating color makes it really difficult to tell exactly where it is. You all have disadvantage on attack rolls against this one. That is its turn. I need everybody as the ground shakes again. You Notice off in the distance, you could swear something big is moving. But deck saves all around. 20 total. 14. 24. All right. You're all able to maintain your footing. But that does bring us to you, Dahlia. I'm going to cast Magic Missile at the one that I shot at before. As you release the Magic Missile, all three strike its form and do damage. So what's the damage? going to be a total of eight points of damage from the three bolts. All right, the three bolts lash out. Smack, smack, smack. You hear a little, like, yes from behind, and I'm like, all right, all right, I got something. Orc. I am going to cast Spirit Guardians. You release your aura of Spirit Guardians. 
They are both within the aura as tiny spectral hammers float and form around you. You see the hammers go out and some of them just dissipate harmlessly against the one on your right. So you need to have no effect. But it's its turn. It is going to flail at you. Out of five attacks, the first one hits. You take nine points of bludgeoning damage. I need to make a con saving throw to maintain spiritual guardians. 24. As all five of its tentacles lash out, the first one catches you off guard as you're realizing your spiritual guardians didn't do anything to the flail snail. And it smacks you across the shoulder. But this time you're ready for the other four as your shield comes up again and whack, 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 whack. Leuven. So right now I only have disadvantage on attacking the flail snail on the left, but the other one hasn't activated its thing yet. That is correct. Then that's the one that's getting the crossbow bolt. 21. 21 hits. What is the damage? Four piercing. You fire and hit the side as one of the tentacles on its form drops off and just crumples into dust on the ground. Cloudfair, attack the one on the left and follow me, and I'm going to strafe about 20 feet to my left. Cloudfair rolls at disadvantage. That's a natural one, total five to hit. How much damage is it? Three force damage. As Cloudfair goes to attack, something glitches in its body and it blasts itself for three points of damage. It is the other Flail Snail's turn, who can only do one thing. Flail at Auric. Did it not make a wisdom save? Nothing happens. It seems to be unaffected. But in five tentacle attacks, two hit. Total of nine points of damage, but I need two concentration checks. Get ten twice. First one succeeds. Second one also succeeds. So you succeed on both concentration checks. At the top of the round, the ground shakes again. I need everybody to make a dexterity saving throw. Eight total. You are knocked prone. Twelve. You barely hold your footing. Twenty-one. Secure. Auric, this time off in the distance, you could swear the distant mountain shook. Dahlia. Half my movement to stand up. Magic missile. Level three. Five total bolts. Five D4. Twenty points of damage. So as five small beams of light appear and lash out towards this thing, one after another hits it, and you see two more stalks just wither on its head and fall away. There are two stalks left. Auric, the effect of the dazzling light would go off now. So I will use my bonus action to cast a spiritual weapon, and I'll go opposite side of it so that I have flanking. It would be a nine to hit. Roll a d20 for me. 14. So as the spiritual weapon strikes at this thing, you see the shell seems to absorb the energy and it pulses out at you and you get your shield up in the nick of time as it slams into your shield. The attack seems to have been reflected at you. I am going to now use my advantage attacks to use my call to prayer and attack him. Does a 23 hit? A 23 does hit. What's the damage? 10. All right. So as you smack across its side, one of the tentacles right above where you hit just withers and falls away. So it is down to four. It is Flail Snail on your right's turn. He is going to, though, move up closer. He does not look great. And then everyone make a wisdom saving throw. As scintillating colors go out, 
11. 16. 12. Cloudfarer. 7. Dahlia, you're the only one that saved. Auric, Leuven, and Cloudfarer suddenly freeze in place, stunned. But that is the Flail Snail's turn. Leuven, you are just stuck. The Flail Snail that just got smacked a bit is going to make four attacks against Auric. Even so, it only hits you once for six points of bludgeoning damage. So as it lashes out, doesn't get through its armor with three of the strikes, but with one of them, it does smack you like kind of in the collar. In this case, only Dahlia make a dex save. Auric and Leuven are both knock prone. 21 total. You save. You're up. I'm gonna cast Magic Missile again. I'm gonna do three bolts to the one on the left and two bolts to the one on the right. All right, so roll the first three first. 10 total points of damage to the one on the left. All right, you see another eye stalk just fall away. And another five points to the one on the right. So the one on the left has three eye stalks. The one on the right still has two. I'm gonna move up here. Hi, snail. That's all I'm doing. Auric, you are proned and stunned. Two of its flails are gonna attack you. Both hit, one is a crit. You notice when it strikes you though, the fire does not cling to it. You take a total of 19 points of damage. However, as its turn ends, you are no longer stunned and it is your turn, Luvin. I stand up. I am firing my crossbow again at the one on the left. Okay, make your attack roll. 18. 18 hits, what's the damage? Five piercing. Cloudfarer, go for that one on the left. Okay, Cloudfarer uses half its movement to lift off because it was stunned as well and make your attack roll. Still a little glitchy. I got a nat one total five there. All right, what's the damage? Six force. Luvin, you get up, fire your crossbow bolt, or you feel a lot of pain in your side suddenly. You take six points of force damage. <laughs> it's the flail snail on the left's turn. It has a prone target in front of it. It only has three tentacles. It just can't seem to get enough force behind it to get through your armor. Dahlia and Luvin, make a deck save. Five. 12. Dahlia and Luvin, you are both knocked prone. Dahlia, right before you're knocked prone, the mountain, just a little ways away, it's closer. And then the whole ground shakes and you fall prone. Okay. Half my movement to stand up. I'm going to step back one. Level two magic missile just to the one that smacked me a couple times. So it's going to be four total missiles incoming. For a total of 12 points of damage. It's two stalks fall away. As part of its reaction, it just sinks into its shell. And you hear, I feel really bad. It's actually incredibly loud. The, Auric. I will stand up and take my swing with call to prayer against them. Make your attack roll. Does a 22 hit? 22 hits. Seven damage. A third stalk falls, and there are two remaining. As you smack its side, it is its turn. So for a total of 14 points of damage, as it whack whack twice across your sides as you're getting up. Luvin, you're up. Another bolt out. All right, attack roll. 22. 22 hits. What's the damage? 10. As the bolt sinks in, another stalk withers and falls. There's one remaining. Okay, let's be careful here now. 
And instead of having Cloudfarer attack, I actually cast Healing Word on Auric. Okay. Roll your d4. 12 total for the heal. I need everybody to make a dex save. 14 total. 16. 23. Dahlia, you barely keep your footing. And all of you, that mountain's closer for sure. Dahlia, you're up. Rinse and repeat on a level two casting of magic missile. 11 points of total damage. Four bolts go out. Strike, 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 strike. Blood starts to form on the entity as the final stalk falls. And it is still just alive as it sinks into its shell and another piercing goes out. Once it sinks into its shell, Granite turns, walks up, and places a hand just on the interior of the shells, closes his eyes, and moves his hand. And as he does, a single stalk comes out of each shell, but the fight is over, as the flail snails now kind of get back up and, like, carefully back away from all of you. <laughs> I would drop my wreath of flame. I guess I'll drop the spiritual weapon as well. So, as the fight is ending and the flail snails are pulled away, the ground continues to shake and shake, and this mountain approaches you. And as it gets close, a head rises up, made entirely of earth and stone and dirt and rock, and two large amethyst-like eyes stare at all of you. You hear bellowing. The very breath of it kind of pushes you guys back a little bit as this head rises to meet your height, but you just stare up at this shell-like body that just continues to stretch upwards easily for another hundred feet or so. This thing is gargantuan, as you could easily be the size of one of its teeth. As it spoke out, Granite turns to you. Zaratan says, you have accomplished the challenges to meet him. What do you seek? I seek the soul of the earth. Zaratan seems to speak again. Granite listens and turns and translates. And why do you seek the soul of the earth? I wish to craft a weapon that has been endowed by my god. What god would grant you this weapon? That of Yadamine, of course. You see, Granite goes back and forth translating. I'm just going to cast tongues so I just understand. This time you hear, in a bellowing voice, Your Smithgard. Yardumin, that is your god. Aye, and he be our great god as well. Dahlia, Luvin, you hear Auric fine. You still just hear grind, 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 grind. Stone smash. By the way, I'm probably, like, with the toe of my shoe, like, just drawing in the dirt. I'm standing respectfully, just kind of up straight, trying to have good posture. And what will you do with this weapon from Yadumin? I'll use it to spread his word and to solve whatever it is that has been plaguing the gods. What sent you to me? 
I found a reference of how to craft this weapon in a desolate ruined city. And upon speaking with one of the guardians of the Rogorum, he said that I may find a part of what I need here. You know Avantir. You know Boulder. Aye, Boulder is the one that sent us here. You follow the Aesir's plans. Avantir came to me centuries ago. Sought what you seek. You search for the other Elder Elementals then. And wish to gain their blessing. Aye, if that's what it takes. Although... Some of Avantir's methods I don't approve of. The requirements for the weapon. What are they that you seek? Let the heart of flame mold the soul of the earth. Let the soul of the earth be shaped by the speed of the air. Let the heart of the flame be cooled by the beauty of the sea. Once all these have been done, pour your strength into the item and allow the soul forge to come to life. Embed these in the purest of metal. If I give you a portion of me, the soul of the earth, your next step is to seek the phoenix. Oh, I definitely perk up. You then seek the tempest and the speed of the air. To cool them will be... Your greatest challenge, child of the earth. Beware the rage of the Leviathan. These are the elder elementals you seek. I kind of lead over to Orc. What's he saying about Phoenix? I like Phoenixes. They're cool. The Phoenix is the elder elemental of fire. Oh, I bet I'm good friends with them. Well, maybe. We may have to see them after all. So you say that you would be able to lend me your power. Would you also be able to lend me some of the purest of metal? I figure this realm would be the fine source for it. The Tao care more for the metal and the gems than I. I do not care much for the Tao. Their greed tends to be their own undoing. And I wish none of that. But I can grant you the soul of the earth and link your thoughts and wisdom with those who follow in my way. At this, the head kind of lowers to the point where basically you see just like the tip of its snout kind of gently touch the edge of this landing that you're on. You hear kind of a crack in the stone. Spider webs of cracks kind of start to form towards you for a second. And when the head moves back, you see a soft, purplish glowing amethyst crystal. I will go ahead and pick it up and examine it. It's about a foot long. Several shards of amethyst just all kind of bundled together. Warm to the touch. And when you hold it, you, Auric, in particular, you feel kind of at home with it. If there is nothing else. Do you know anything of what has been ailing the gods? There is danger approaching. 
I am the elements of earth. There's the elements of water and fire and air. But there are things far older than us. I do not know specifics. I remain in the earth. What comes, comes from beyond what I rule over. Search for the f other elements, not the other three, but there are those beyond. I would take just one small step forward. Zaratan, thank you for speaking with us. As someone who has made crafting magical items my life's work, I intend to help Auric in his quest to craft this weapon, and I intend to create others as well to help us in our journey. Are there any materials you can provide us from this realm that would help me in doing so? Roll Persuasion. Twelve. I have given the soul of the earth a portion of my very essence. Is this not enough for the challenges that you accomplished? My apologies. I meant no offense. It is, of course, a great honor to have it bestowed upon us. A step back. Okay, I'll step up. Great, Zaratan. And I'm like, hold my hands up like, you know, hello, like I'm hailing kind of thing. What is the name of the phoenix? The phoenix is the name of the elder fire elemental. It is phoenix, one and the same, not only in the entity that mortals call the phoenix, the flaming bird, but its very name is Phoenix. So it's named Phoenix and it is a Phoenix. Interesting. I would look over to Orc and be like, hey, do you know what the metal you need is? I I need some mithril. See if maybe there's any kind of boons he can bestow. I know big powerful beings are all about the boons. He just gave you like a piece of himself. Aye, but we're up against some extraordinary odds. We're saving the gods. The result of my request should probably give us a clue that that's not a good idea. I don't want to anger a turtle mountain. And then I'll just turn back to Zaratan and, like, bow. Thank you. That was all I had. I will be off then. I thank you, Zaratan, for your offering and your assistance. Thank you, Zaratan. The soul of the earth will aid you on your plane. Boulder is a good follower of mine. He can aid you and will do so now that you are connected. Hathis starts to turn, and if there is nothing else, you see him slowly lower and retract into the mountain that is his shell. Sweet. Hey, Granite, I see you had the flail snails and you seem to be fond of them. Do you happen to have any of the shells that have been discarded? The flail snails do not discard their shells. They form within them. They are their homes. Do you perchance have any of ones that have passed, maybe? We went to great lengths to, to keep the ones that you had alive. They seem to be important to you. Are you saying you would have killed the flail snails outright? 
unless we were presented with another option. We fight to protect ourselves. We don't murder freely. Sounded like you were threatening my flail snails. We didn't want to hurt them at all, but if they attack, we will defend ourselves. That was the challenge. They're majestic creatures, by the way. I'm glad that they are okay. Slow nod. So do you not have any? I put a hand on Oryx's shoulder. I think it's time we go. You may hang on to me as I climb down, as that would be much easier for you. Oh, that would be so great. I don't think I could climb again. That would be appreciated. He kind of drops to one knee so you don't clamber up on him. So Granite will start to clamber down the wall, take you back to the ledge where you can traverse back. What is your plan? Head back. So Granite will just a moment... Yeah, what's up? You seek the Elder Elementals. You can traverse our plane to find them, but I assume it will be easier for you to traverse yours. Yes? Probably. Truthfully, we don't know. This is the first other elemental plane we've been to besides the material plane. Yeah, but it's also hard for us to breathe here, so... If nothing else, breathing's kind of important. Plus, you never know what other matters we may need to attend to on our plane. I would say if you are searching for portals to the plains, you must go to where the elements that you search are greatest. If you search for water, start looking by a large sea. If you search for air, climb the highest mountains. And if you search for fire, traverse the hottest deserts. Hey, question, Granite. Would you know he said something about other elementals is that like like if you mix fire and water you get steam is that like steam elementals you see his expression kind of goes a little quiet a little dour you can mix elementals there are some that exist on the borders of the elemental planes but there are two primary elements that permeate all things life and death Oh, I was going to say happiness and sadness. Order and chaos? Before there can be order and chaos, there is life and unlife. Ooh. Positive and negative. We exist because there is life, there is light, there is positive energy. But many others are attracted to the negative energy, the dark, the unlife. I believe these are the elements Zaratan spoke of. I'm really good at burning things. I'm not so good with bringing things back to life. Yet your power is still life. It feeds on life, but it is not unlife. It is not darkness. Wouldn't there be three then? Life, death, and undeath? Death itself is not an energy. It's a lack. It is a lack of the positive or the negative. Can I lean over to Orc? Does this make sense for your puzzle stuff and making your weapon thing? Well, those are never part of the puzzle. Oh. We've certainly seen a lot of undeath. Granite, do you know where we might procure some mithril? Here, not safely. Perhaps Boulder might know more. Hey, I suppose I'll ask him. Best to leave the, the Dao alone if possible, since we would not be welcome. The Dao are interested in trade, so if you have something you feel is... I would say equivalent, but most likely they will want the better deal. Yeah, I don't think you got anything good enough. Our wares are plenty good. 
Yeah, and your rares are all up in the material plane, all your good ones. Brought a bunch with me. I mean, unless, of course, you offer your services for free, essentially, and do something they've never seen before. Like crafting services? Possibly. They do enjoy crafters. Now crafting we can do. I still think this is a bad idea. I think we should go back to the surface. It is a risk, because if you displease them, that could mean bondage. Yeah, I'm not on board with that. I don't want to be stuck here. Would there be any way to meet with just a few of them and not go into where we have no power to escape? There is always a chance, if you find them outside their city. By the way, Lubin, you're going to see me over top of Oryx's head doing like a head shake, like, no, stop. I kind of just shrug back at you like, eh. No! If we see any on our path, then maybe there's that. We'll keep an eye out. If not, then maybe we just leave. That seems balanced and fair and reasonable. Right, team? We're heading towards the exit. thought you are supposed to be my acquisitions department. Why aren't you acquiring me things? No, no, no. Not acquisitions. Selling. I'm marketing and selling. I take the stuff that you make and I get rid of it for you and give you money. I'm not in the process of acquisitioning your, your materials. Especially not down here. You are a cleric, Oric, correct? I, I be a cleric of Yadamine. If I give you another thing to aid you, as a cleric and as a cleric alone, would this at least calm yourself so that you can proceed ahead with your choice simply? Going to the Tao is a risk, a dangerous risk. You can take it, or you can take a gift I can offer you, and proceed back home. Very well. I suppose Mithril does exist in the material plane as well. Granite nods goes over to a rock wall and shifts one of the boulders aside. He reaches in, pulls his hand back out. Do you have a bag? Aye, I do. He deposits for you several diamonds. Yes. If you add them up, 600. Two uses of revivify. Aw, man. Yay! We might not die! (laughs) I know of your revival spells. I figured this could be helpful. Hey, could be most helpful. Thank you very much. Thank you, Granite. He just revived me and we were fresh out of that. Thank you so much. Positive energy, as he kind of like gestures towards you, Luvin. Brought you back. The positive energy given by his god. Hey, Yadamin is a very positive force in the world. Let's aim to be as well. Best of luck to all of you then. And you see he just sits and crosses his legs and closes his eyes. Is there anything else? Or are you guys headed back? Heading back. Alright. You go down the winding paths, pass through the first challenge with the empty tunnel, proceed along the ledge, through the caverns, following your trail all the way back to the slick, slightly muddied looking wall. And as you press yourselves and engulf yourselves in mud, you find yourselves stepping out of a well into the eventually cold night air on the material plane where you breathe a lot easier (sighs) and look up to see a bright starry sky and a single star streak across the horizon and that is where we're going to leave this episode for today Leuven reflects on this adventure in a letter to one of his pen pals to Val from the Hein, Thessen Kingdom Neversol Network Standard Shipping from Leuven Cromdell 
16, and Chewie, year 322. Hiya, Vel. The Abyssal Portal is gone, but our adventures are far from over. Are you ready for another extraplanar story courtesy of Rumble Squad? We seem to be magnets for these types of situations. Oryx stumbled upon a deity-level recipe for his god, Yadamine, and has embarked on a grand quest to create Yadamine's almighty hammer. This hammer, titled the Soul Forge, requires components such as mithril and pure elemental essences from the guardians of elemental planes. Thus, our group just took a two-day, one-night vacation to the elemental plane of Earth itself. The accommodations were a tad... rocky. We completed three trials in order to obtain the Soul of the Earth, with two of them being special combat challenges and one being rock climbing. I'm proud to say I excelled at the climbing challenge. Magical assistance or no, that one was hard. We almost fell to our deaths several times. It was a fascinating place that I would love to depict in a painting or two. That said, I'm glad to be back on our home plane. It got hard to breathe after a while, and I am a particular fan of breathing after my recent actual death experience. I hope for your sake that your life has been far less eventful as of late. Your friend, Leuven. Hey, thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at RulesAsWritten or check out our website, dndraw.com. And feel free to email any questions to Tony at dm at dndraw.com. Also, subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. And please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. Be sure to check in next time to see what shenanigans we get up to. If you enjoy the adventures of our characters in Ostia and our show about the rules for 5th edition, support us on Patreon. For just $1 a month, you will get exclusive content and updates. If you're interested in a look behind the curtain of how we keep track of all of our quests, we are going to be releasing our players' to-do list document for each session to all patrons going forward. This includes our plans for which characters need to have a heart-to-heart, -heart, what letters are they writing to family at home, and which NPCs can't be trusted. Beyond that, higher tiers get DMs notes, bloopers from our episodes, and to add an item or NPC to a D&D Raw episode. So we want to give a special shout out to our Adventure Tier and Above patrons. So thank you Waldron, Carol Morris, William McCracken, Ryan Rea Vermette, Mike C, Naked and Afraid, Feral Joe, Jeremy Kleinons, and a Linux fan. We are especially grateful to our producer tier patrons who listen to our audio before anyone else to give feedback and shape the final episode. We want to give a special thanks to Christopher Reinhardt for serving as a producer on this episode. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw.